We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. This episode is what we were going to do last week, but got pushed to this week. We will be discussing European beers and how on earth can we get them to America without tasting oxidized and or have off flavors? How on earth can we get a beer from Germany or Belgium or England or Japan or wherever that will come over Canada. Don't think we're going to have the same issues from Canada. Can I, you Molson? <laughs> I mean, that's just, a, just joking. That's... I drink a ton of Molson. Really? Yeah, dude. When I go to the gorge, like gorge amphitheater. Oh, you usually have story. Molson out there and I always buy Molson. Yeah. 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 I was, we've talked about this before. I was a Labatt blue kid when I went to Syracuse. Yep. And that's I, another Canadian beer, but that one's actually not so bad. And I've drank a fair amount of Kokanee in my life too. Don't, I've never heard of that one. Oh, Kokanee is Labatt of the West coast. Oh, it's the same company. It's just different name. No, or? I think they're different companies, but it's like Labatt's East Coast. Gotcha. Kokanee is West Coast Canada. Gotcha. So yeah. Labatt's like Toronto and yeah, I'd, I'd never seen Labatt's until like I don't know six seven years ago. Gotcha. I like maybe like seen it talked about, but I never like had one in the wild. And then all of a sudden, I have this random amount of friends that are from Buffalo. And so I drink a ton of Labatt's now. But growing up, Kokanee was always the Canadian lager. I also have a lot of friends from Buffalo, although that's a little bit more believable considering yeah. I went to Syracuse. And you're from and you're from that coast? Well, yeah, but <laughs> there was no reason to go to Buffalo. Yeah, I suppose so. That's I just true. I met a bunch of people from Buffalo because they went to Syracuse. Um, anyway, I digress. So the topic of the day today is trying to figure out if we can come up with any strategies for how to make this beer not taste so old. When we get to it. And um, it's a really universal problem. Mm -hmm. If you see at a grocery store, this isn't always the case at a restaurant. If you see the case, if you see it at a grocery store and it is a German or Belgian beer. In my experience, there's a damn near 100% chance it's going to be oxidized. Yeah, you get lucky with the Belgian stuff, especially if you're getting like Flanders or Sours, you know, st stuff better. like that. Yeah, it's that, that's going to be able to stand up a little bit more. But yeah, it's it's brutal. I mean, we just I I want to do a little experiment because I've potentially learned some things, and we're drinking the Odekringer Vienna Lager, and I haven't even tasted it yet. Have you? Nope. Yeah, I don't need to. I just smelled it. 
Yep. Yeah, and you're like, oh, damn. There it is. There it is. It's the cardboardy smell right there, there right off the bat. Right there. Uh, What is the date on the can? Is there a date on the can? I can't tell. It says something like 038838 or 21119. 2019. <laughs> Possible. Maybe I saw possible. one that I thought said 020811, and I was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> can't do it. That'd be so rough. <laughs> um, you can find us on social media, Instagram.com slash beers and us, and you can find the podcast most places you can find podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Odyssey Apps, Stitcher, Omni, Tending to the Fan.com, and our personal pages. I'm at Mike Lynch27 on Twitter, Patrick's at PDD085 on the IG. And uh, yeah, that'll be our topic of the day. And we got two beers in front of us to try. We also have our yearly tradition. Yes. In beer of the week. As it is that time. We probably should have done it last week, but we got a little sidetracked due to some some current events. Yep. So uh, I got some positive comments about the episode last week, so I appreciate that. I, I, I mean, did it, I did as well. Uh, for, for me personally, I did a, a lot of opening up on the episode, and that's always difficult when you're talking to people who know you really well. Because they listen to you talk, but you've met them maybe once or not mm-hmm. at all. Yep. It's like a really difficult... It, you're sharing things about yourself as if you're talking to friends, when in reality, you sort of only sort of know them. Yeah, we had some very nice DMs reach out uh, from a lot of you heavy listeners uh, just showing support and stuff. So, you know, as always, we greatly appreciate that. Big preach, big preach. Um, okay, Weekend Beer Wise, I had two beers... That I was so excited for, and I wound up being disappointed in. Oh, no. That was my week in beer. Um, Most of the stuff I had was fine. Nothing to write home about. But I I got another beer from Central Coast Brewing, who I guess now has a rep that sends their stuff to market of choice. That was the one in California. Mm -hmm. I tried one of their IPAs about a month or so ago. Uh, My girlfriend saw this and immediately ran it over to me because we were there together. And it was a peanut butter stout. Ooh. From Central Coast, Ooh. the can looked like a can or a, a jar of Skippy peanut butter. Now I'm a Jif man myself, but I'm not I'm not opposed to having Skippy. And Jif did have a recall, so you know I'm having Skippy in my house right now. I'm an Adams kind of guy. Well, that's all natural, isn't it? Yeah, baby. Yeah, I like that fake stuff. <laughs> give me, give me that good <laughs> fake peanut High butter. High fructose corn syrup. Yes, injected into my veins and. To be clear, peanut butter is my favorite flavor of anything. That's awesome. I, lo- I love peanut butter. I love peanut butter, too. It's your number one. That's awesome. My number one. I have not had a peanut butter beer that I've loved because well, I, I don't know the science behind it. Peanut butter going into beer changes the flavor of the peanut butter enough where if I do get it, it's too fake flavor sugary. Sure. And if I don't get that fake flavor sugary it kind of just doesn't hit me right mm-hmm. but i always try it if i see a peanut butter beer you know i i always like to give it a go what's well, the famous one the belching beaver one right yeah the, the the peanut butter stout yeah like that beer's fine but it's not my favorite as much as i love peanut butter i don't love that beer i actually had one of those on nitro the other day you having a nitro beer yeah what's up dude why it sounded good was it yeah wow yeah. Look at you go. It was the Belching Beaver peanut butter. It was on Nitro. And it sounded good. Sounded good. You. Well, Liverpool had just lost Champions League, so I was like, <laughs> all bets were off of anything. Boy. Courtois was like, no, 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 God, and no that's, again. That's the best game I've seen him play in about three years. That's the best game I've seen a goalie play in a long time. 
Um, anyway, <laughs> who cares about soccer? We digress. Um, so I had that beer, and I was really hyped for it because the the way they, the the can art looked and stuff. And look, I, it was fine. To be honest with you, I gave the second half to my girlfriend because she liked it better than I did, which is rare for me to do. The other one, and I pulled it up. A brewery we've had been talking about a little bit more, who I think is getting much better as they've continued to can and can, is Varietal. Mm. Early on, I didn't love their beer. Lately, we've had some pretty good Varietal beers on the podcast, and I've had some in my life as well. Uh, this is called Fortress of Lies. What would I? T- what would you think if the can said Tropical Double Brown Ale? I would say 2006 called. And they want their beer back? And they want their beer back. Well, here's what I'd said. I've never seen this before. That sounds interesting. Let's give it a try. Sure. It's, nobody does it anymore. So now it's unique a again. A double brown with a tropical descriptor? Well, here is the actual description on the beer, and this is actually what it was, uh, what was written on it. Um, Chris created a malt-forward American brown ale, but bigger at 7.5%, near the size of a stout, but without the darker coffee roast character and more of the lighter chocolate nutty malt flavor. Right up my alley, right? I love nutty chocolate stouts. I don't love coffee roasted stouts. Um, Residual sweetness is increased as well. On top of this, we used an expressive yeast strain that gives us tropical fruit flavors of guava, pineapple, and banana for an experience that's difficult to compare to anything else. Mm. Very well described. Very that well. was on the can as well. So bravo, Varietal, for Thank not putting you. a bunch of BS on your can. Thank you for telling us what's up. And that was exactly what it tasted like. It was chocolatey and nutty and tropical. And it's unlike anything I've ever had before. Yeah. I don't know if it was great. <laughs> I finished it. Yeah. I, I, I had the beer. I thought it was really fun to drink. I thought it was a really cool concept, but every time the tropical yeast, whatever yeast it was, entered my palate, I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> and then I was like, no, that's what they want to do. And I'm like, okay. So try, and then I'm like, I take another sip and I'm like, okay, now that's what they want to do. What does it taste like? And I'm sitting there and I was like, that's wrong. I feel <laughs> it, like it's, it's a combination that is fun, but at least for me, didn't fit what I wanted. I feel like that is a situation in which you have no idea what you're going after. And that's in, in hard. terms of them making the beer or no, me no, no. buying you, the beer? you as the consumer. Yeah. And so how are you supposed to have a reaction? You know, you're kind of like a double brown ale with, with a, tropical notes. With a yeast strain that yeah. creates tropical flavors. Yeah, you're kind of like, I don't know what's going on here. And I think the thing that got me was that it was actually the yeast. And I, I, this is probably the first time I've ever experienced this. When you have tropical hops, you get the hop character and the tropical notes. With the yeast, there's no hop character. Mm-hmm. So all I got was like this yeasty tropical flavor, which cut into the middle and then faded and then came back. It was like a roller coaster of brown tropical, brown tropical. <laughs> and. Ah! <laughs> I love roller coasters. Like ah! I said, it was a ton of fun to drink the beer, but I got off the ride and went just once. Yeah, man. The Superman ride at Six Flags is super fun until you throw up. 
For me, it was the Great American Scream Machine, which was a lot of fun until uh, my head banged off the side of the pads to my left and right yeah. like 35 times. <laughs> and I went, yeah, I'm not doing that. Am I having fun or am I unconscious? <laughs> Probably a little bit probably of both. Probably a little bit of both. I guess you could probably do the same thing with drinking. Am I having fun or am I unconscious? <laughs> um, so Who cares, man? It was a really interesting, fun beer to try. But for me, it was not a, it was not a multiple-time drinking beer. But I'd like to give props to Varietal for canning a beer as unique as that and selling it. Because I've talked about it seven bajillion times in the podcast, and I don't need to repeat myself over and over again, but... I love when breweries go out of left field and just try something to see if it works. And I think that's really cool. Because why not? And more breweries need to do it. Because why not? Uh, My Week in Beer, uh, I actually had quite the adventurous week in beer. Um, I was out in the gorge. (laughs) You had a nitro stout. I had a nitro stout. That is when things get wild. Um, I went out into the gorge with my wife. We spent a little bit of time out in the gorge this weekend, uh, just the two of us. And we went to... It was like your half honeymoon, Yeah, correct? yeah. We went to Backwoods, Everybody's, Gorges, Thunder Island. I think that's it. I've never heard of Gorges. Gorges Beer Co. They brew out of the old Coalition spot, and they now have a tap room in Cascade Locks. Oh, okay. And so we went and checked that Is out. Is it weird that I haven't heard of them? Uh, maybe not. Okay. No, maybe not. Um... And so we went to a bunch of stuff, bunch bunch of places. I mean, uh, the hospitality that Tom and the crew at Backwoods gave us in Carson was awesome. They've expanded out there. That space is so rad. Pizza is really good. Nice space is really rad. I the, mean, la- the one time I went, it was really small, and the outdoor seating was cool, but the inside was like five booths and like. An open door. Well, the inside is still that, but oh. the outside has expanded to the point, and it's all covered. Mm. Uh, it's a really cool operation going on out there. Nice. Um, and so I really enjoyed that. Do they still have their place in the Pearl, or did that close? I have no idea. I, I don't go downtown a whole lot. I went there once. I feel like they still do. I went there once. The food was really good. Because I hear radio commercials for it. You do? I do. <laughs> Not on our station. Yeah. It was like, uh, I think it was like Langdon Farms. It was like oh. sponsored by this person, this person, and Backwoods Brewing Company. Well, that doesn't mean they're in Portland anymore, though. Well, I know, but I they don't know. They could just be sponsoring I don't it. know why you would sponsor your brewery in Carson, Washington. Because you... Anyway. Anyway. We digress. Anyway. <laughs> so, we, so, anyway. So, I got to go to all four of those places, and that was really fun. Um, uh, the gorgeous spot is absolutely beautiful. Uh, the Thunder Island spot, also the new spot, absolutely beautiful. Uh, ran, it, ran into a P1 there. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we chatted and caught up and I totally played the coy, uh, no man, sorry, dude, not me. Are you Patrick? Ah, no man, not me. Oh, really? You sound just like this guy who does a podcast. Oh yeah. Isn't any good? He's like, dude, I love that podcast. I was like, all right, dude, I'm Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was Ben. And so it was, it was nice to see him and, 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 and. Check out the new Thunder Island spot on the beers. I really enjoyed the beers at Thunder Island. Uh, so I was very happy to kind of see that. And I also, I, some other little things. I had the, it just got released again, the uh, Heater Allen Wayfinder Modern Times Italian Pilsner. Wow. Awesome. Heater Allen Modern Times. Wayfinder. Wayfinder. Collab. Italian Pilsner in Ooh. cans. I haven't seen that yet. It was, it was incredible. Ooh. I really, really enjoyed like that. Like one of your favorites of that style of all time? Maybe, maybe I, it was really good. You don't normally say, "Whoa, that was incredible," 
with Italian Pilsners, you're like, man, I like Italian Pilsners, but that's a different reaction. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I'd like to have another one and circle back around it. And then I also, I feel so terrible. I can't remember his name, but I ran into a Miletus rep in Southwest Washington who was like, hey, man, are you Patrick Harris? And I did the same thing again. Nah, man, sorry, not me. Why, what's up? He was like, ah, oh, you sound like this guy on a podcast. It's like, is podcast any good? Dude, day one listener. I love it. I listen to it all the time. What's up, dude? I'm Patrick. Hey, I'm Patrick. <laughs> I feel terrible about it, but I just like, I don't know, man. Like, I was at work, and then I was on vacation you know, the other time, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to say, like, don't come say hi, because I'm totally down to say hi, but I have, like, no idea what's going to happen. I've had people that listen to our sports radio stuff that have found me at work and, like, want to talk to me about sports while I'm in the middle of working, and I'm like, I, I'm so sorry, man. I just don't have time for this. So I'm always, like, real scared. I think the playing coy thing is cute. It's, like, protecting you from someone who doesn't like you. <laughs> but in my experience... People who come up and say hi in public like you. Yeah, I know. I'm just terrified. <laughs> Don't be terrified. All right. So that was my weekend. Next time it happens, you're going to be like, yeah, I am Patrick Harris. You're going to get punched in the yeah, face. I know. Screw you, dude. Yeah, what's up, dude? I am P. Mother Effin Harris. <laughs> what do you know? Hazy IPAs are the only beer that's good. You don't know anything. <laughs> Bam. Right in the face. Uh, uh, so that was nice. I kind of had a really cool weekend beer without kind of realizing it. Just bounce around to a bunch of, you know, you... I went to you know I went to the gorge and didn't go to Freem, didn't go to Ferment, and didn't go to Double Mountain. I know all. Isn't those there are a new like one over by Ferment now in, too? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I haven't been down there in a little bit. Uh, but you know I know all those are in Hood River. Uh, but I was out in the gorge. I was in Hood River, and you know we were kind of like, well, we go to those places all the time. Let's well, let's go to other places. I really enjoyed the beard. Everybody's everybody's just stepped it up. Yeah, I hardcore. really I haven't been to that spot since they opened the new location. Didn't we call them most improved brewery? Both of us this I year. I think so. Yeah, we yeah. you know we really enjoyed it. First off, I started with the Hellas because I absolutely love that. And uh, Thunder Island was easily my number two. I really enjoyed. Being Have at they Island. not been canning as much? Because I don't see their stuff anymore. In uh, the same way that I was. You know, it's interesting. I looked at their to go cooler and they didn't have a ton. Hmm. I think they only had like three or four brands. I don't know. I also haven't been out buying beer lately, um, like I normally do. So I, I haven't. I haven't noticed. I just. I remember when we, during COVID, started seeing all their beer, and it was really good. Mm. I'm not making many trips to Cascade Locks, so I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to be stopping at Thunder Island too frequently. So I'm like, hey, hey, give me a little more. Right, right. I want some more cans, please. Right, but I very much enjoyed that spot. So if you're out in Cascade Locks, there's two really beautiful spots to drink beer. Uh, and you know, again, shout out to Carson and the pizza and Tom and the whole crew out there. And sounds like a nice little day trip. Go out to Cascade Locks, have a couple breweries, go for a hike or something. Yep. And then come back home. I'm planning, planning in my head right now. Drove across the bridge of the gods. Cause it's so pretty. Mm, it is indeed. Anyway, that was my weekend beer. Cool. Uh, so we got the two beers in front of us. We're having the Vienna lager. Now we already smelled it. It smelled oxidized. It doesn't taste as oxidized as it smelled to be completely honest with you. Um, um but it doesn't taste great. Yeah, this is uh, Odekringer from Vienna, Austria itself. Um, what I found was really interesting. What I was really looking for is because as we talk about this, um, you know, many things can create oxidized flavors. It can be in your process, your cellar techniques, da 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 da. But it's also, you know, when you put beer in a can, there's pressure, there is CO2. And that can eventually dissolve into oxygen. 
known as DO. And that oxygen will hit your beer and can, and can create kind of off flavors. Some styles, that's acceptable. Most of those styles are like barrel-aged stuff. So what's interesting about this is I found this, and then I also grabbed this Vine Steffener Hellas in a can. Okay. We've had this beer, have we not? Uh, in a bottle? I, maybe. I don't remember. Is, is it behind me? Am I looking? Well, I remember we had this brewery. I don't remember if it was the Hellas or not. Yeah. But we had this brewery because it was, it's like the oldest brewery or like the first beer that was sent or something. Brewed in Bavaria, Germany since 1040. <laughs> we've definitely had this brewery. <laughs> I don't know if it was this beer, but we've had this brewery. Since 1040. Their Hefeweizen is one of the best Hefeweizens in the world. Maybe that's the one we had then. Yeah. Um, but then I grabbed this one because A, it is packaged on April 29th of 2022. What? Yeah, I know. I was kind of like, excuse me? Barely a month old. Excuse me? How does this happen? <laughs> How did you get here? So the whole idea is like a lot of times, a lot of times I, I come across this a lot. Um, I would die to drink fresh German beer, but you know, I, I ain't got a ton of money. I, I don't know how much my kids would love to go to Germany <laughs> per se. I don't even know how much my wife would love to go. I don't even know how much I would love to go. But I do want to try to try to like sample the the, the nectar from... The guys, the, the the crews that that claim they're the best in the world. Problem is, is, the offerings we get in this country tend to fall a little bit short, and I think a lot of that stems from being on a boat, mm-hmm. not temperature controlled, jostled around, cold, warm, cold, warm, and just kind of being beaten up. Like a lot of us call it, like just kind of beaten up. I mean, it takes months sometimes on those boats mm-hmm. to get to the new location, mm-hmm. and we talk about. I mean, IPAs are different than lagers. Lagers have a longer shelf life. But we talk about with IPAs, the max we're willing to drink it at is two months. Yeah. The max. Yeah, 60 days. is. And that. And, and some IPAs will last longer. That's sure. not to say that you can't have it three months, four months, and not have it still taste fine. Just for us personally, you try to if you see it over two months, you don't buy it. For me, if I see it over six weeks, I don't buy it. Yeah. I know you're probably even more strict than that. but. Yeah. For me, I'm like, ooh, that was like two full months ago. You're talking 45 days? Yeah. I tend not to go 30 days, but 45 days, 60 days, those are probably my limit. So the thought is, is how do we fix this? Well, the easy solution is refrigerated containers Mm -hmm. and sending fresher batches sooner. And, you know, whether you do, you know, you just, but, but that all costs too much money. Does it cost too much money? A refrigerated boat? Well, not a boat, but like I imagine that they've got like shipping containers that have AC in them. No, a ref- refrigerant. Yeah, yeah, reefers. Um, I weed. <laughs> they're they actually they're called reefers, like refrigerated. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I have to think that the this goes back to the general population that probably doesn't notice it. They drink this Vienna Lager and they're like, man, tastes like Germany. I love Germany. I yeah. love German beer. It's an Austrian beer, but you know. <laughs> well, I know, but that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like, I love Germany. This German beer is so great. And they, they don't think anything about it. So why invest that money if it doesn't hurt your capital? I guess that's true. I mean, we are a particularly small population of consumer that is hyper aware of off flavors and things that affect the quality of our beer. So this leads me to my theory that has been talked about. And 
I have communicated with many other people that think this is also happening too, and neither confirmed nor denied. Ooh, okay. See, I, I, I was going into this episode with the idea that we would just throw bleep against the wall mm -hmm. and just like make jokes about starting our own business about doing it, but you've actually come with answers, potential. I've potential. Come, I've come with potential answers. You've come with rumors. And I've come with rumors. And so I'm going to hand you this Vine Steffener Hellas Lager. Which is barely a month old. Which is barely a month old. And um, I'm curious. I haven't smelled it. I haven't tasted it. Um, I'm very curious to see what happens with this. And so I'm going to do that now. Remember, uh, Hellas just means pale. I was one. Oh, this was not canned on 42922. Hmm. The side of the can says best before date sea bottom. That's not awesome, Mike. It is best before 429. Let me see that can. It's on the side. In the in the fine print. In the fine print. Best before date sea bottom. Holy goodness. So this beer has passed its best before date. Yep. Okay. Well, taste this beer. I just did. Tastes a lot better than that last beer, huh? It does taste a lot better than the last beer. I have heard this rumor that German breweries are shipping their beer over to America and then canning it. Brilliant. So it's like... They can control... I don't know if it's finished. I can't imagine it's still fermenting as it's crossing the ocean, but... Are they... Okay, you're right. They have less control, actually, if they're doing that, because if they're sending it in tanks... But if it's a pressurized tank, in theory... It wouldn't oxidize. It's okay. Interesting. So German breweries are doing that. This is the rumor that I have heard. But how come the Bitburger beer we had last week with Deschutes? Because that was probably canned in Germany and mm -hmm. then shipped. Gotcha. Interesting. The idea of putting a giant vessel on a boat, like you're, and, and if you're going to do that, you're talking like six hundred barrel vessel. You know, you're not just going to put a sixty barrel tank on the boat. You know, you're going to do sixty times thirty, whatever that is. What is that? Nine hundred? No, twelve hundred. Mm -hmm. Twelve hundred barrel tank. Eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. Math, dude. Six, I'm killing it today. Six times dude. three. Six times three, man. It's twelve. <laughs> I got it. Uh eighteen hundred barrel. I like I don't know. Like, but but that's that that's what some of us have talked the about. The entire that ship is a pressurized is a pressurized tank, tank. <laughs> of Hellas Lager from Vine Stefaner. I don't know. Like that's maybe that is because I think this beer tastes fine. It does. I don't think it tastes great. I mean, the fact that it's after the best before date and it still tastes better than the Vienna Lager. This beer is drinkable. Yes. This I beer could is... have multiple of these. Yeah. I mean, the Vienna Lager is not terrible, but it's definitely a little rough around the edges. Well, it's got some off flavors in there. Yeah. But this, I mean, looks good. Mm-hmm. Smells fine. Yep. And tastes good. There's, not, there's no off flavors in this beer. It's not like, you can tell it's not fresh, but it's not like... There's no oxidization. There's no, there's nothing sitting in there. So it makes me think that maybe this is a real thing. So my suggestion for this was going to be, and and I, I imagine this is taboo to say to one of these ancient German breweries, 
in order to put your best product forward, could you not just have another brewery brew your own beer? Contract brew. Yeah. And obviously, recipes are secret, and I, sure, I, I, sure, that's sure. why I say taboo. You, you, you'd have NDAs. You would have, you would have yes. things in place. But why couldn't any of these German breweries that have trouble with oxidized beer once it gets across the ocean just give the recipes and ingredients list to a, a brewery they trust, whoever they, that is. Some of those contract brews are not always the best breweries, let's keep in mind. Um, we learned that in the Trader Joe's episode. <laughs> but... Give them the ingredients and let them brew and ship. Like, it could be like, I don't care. It could be Sam Adams, right? Sure. They've got a massive distribution. They're huge. Sierra Nevada, Deschutes, yeah, yeah. Oscar Blues. Sure. Yingling. <laughs> right. And like, Sam Adams isn't the best, right? But Sam Adams right. knows how to make beer. They know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yingling's not the best, but they know what they they're know doing what they're and doing. they're uber popular. If, if you give them your recipe and ingredient list... They will make your beer within 5% of what you make the beer in Germany. The American audience is going to know zero difference, except that their beer now tastes better from your brewery in Germany. So they're going to say, well, they probably won't be able to pronounce your, your brewery name very well, but they're going to say, uh, Weston Stefaner. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> that, that Hellas beer. I've never heard of that before. Otak Ringer. <laughs> they're going to say that brewery is good. And that helps your image. Sure. Because, right, I mean, I think you're probably right that mostly the common consumer doesn't notice anything wrong. But wouldn't the common consumer notice really good beer, too? Yes. And I think that would be another way to do it. I, I, I am imagining most of the breweries and brewers out there don't want to do that for history reasons or whatever, secret recipe reasons. But that was my suggestion to fix this was... I was also thinking of like super high powered refrigerated planes that could send beer over. Sure. But that we could create and, and run our own business. But pressure still, elevation, pressure. Well, no, no, things. no. We we would figure that out. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. We, we would hire scientists <laughs> and they would figure that out and then we would make a billion dollars. Well, I think the answer to your question why they don't contract brew We'd be the is, king of German beers. Uh, we're in the month of June. What would what, the company name be? What is the month of June's awareness month? Uh, LGBTQ plus. Also known as Pride. Oh, Pride Month, yes. The Germans would never let Americans brew their own beer. Yeah. They That's why I never. say it would be taboo, right? They would absolutely never. But don't they care about the quality? Don't they realize? Like, I think they do, care more about the heritage. I think they care more about where they came from and where they started. And the fact that Vine you, Stefaner has been around since 1040. Oh, I had a tap handle once that said Vine Stefaner 1040 AD. It said AD. Like, I need to let you know this was after the death of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I assumed that being the fact that you're fermenting beverages post, you know, pre refrigeration. I assumed this was after the death of Jesus Christ. But thank you for letting me know. Yeah. But do you think they. Like, they have to care that their beer tastes bad once it gets they here. They probably only care that it tastes good in Germany. Mm what do the americans know right what are the americans gonna do well the americans have money and they'll spend their money on your beer because right. americans like beer we do like beer i, I can mean, tell not but, everyone's wisconsin but i know i gotta like buy new clothes 
I know I like beer. <laughs> I like try something on. I'm like, oh, I'm going to wear this today. And I put it on. I'm like, oh, that's in the donation pile. <laughs> <laughs> See, a uh, little personal note for me. The shirt I'm wearing today uh-huh. got removed from rotation. Ooh. And has now returned to rotation. Oh, wow, good on you. And it looks pretty good, right? It looks pretty normal on me. Yeah, it looks great. So uh, I loved it. My wife was leading up to the wedding was like, you know, hey, you're going to want to get that 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 suit that you bought, you know, tailored because you're going to lose a little weight before the before the wedding. And I was like, you got it, girl. And the guy was like, how's it feel? And I was like, it feels perfect. You just fit it right here. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, are you going to be able to get in that suit? And I was like, I don't know, babe. I'll have to check it out. This is terrible because she listens to it and <laughs> listens to this. And it was like, yeah. She goes, we try on those pants because I'm worried. You went to Minneapolis. And you had too many Juicy Lucy's. And I tried it on. And I was like, oh, man, fits great. <laughs> I ain't no fool. I ain't no fool. Anyway, so I, I, you might be right, Mike. That might be the best route to do it. It's contract proof or just start your own facility here. Yeah, why You're not? Printing cash. Yeah. You're Vine Stefaner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you are one of the, if not the most famous brewery in the entire world. What's that one uh that was from San Diego originally? I thought it was, but maybe it was from Europe originally. Mickler? Yeah. Isn't They're that They're from Europe. Yeah. But they now have open breweries in the US mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they brew beer here. Mm-hmm. Hello. Well, they're not Germans. What are they? Uh, I think they're like they're like Norwegians or Swedes or something like that. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah, they did yeah. like a, a Nordic stout yeah, or something. They're, I tried they're once. not Germans. The Germans are like, why would we brew in America? We have the best ingredients here. It would cost too much money to bring the ingredients over there. Plus, Americans like things too much hoppy. Too we're, much hoppy. Yeah, and we're like, oh, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> whatever you want, dude. Hello. <laughs> I know. Are you okay? That's why I'm going to go to Austria. I'm not going to go to Germany. I'm going to go to Austria. Okay. I'm going to Vienna and drink Austrian beers. That sounds cool. Yeah. You know, Austria is like right next to Germany. Yeah. Could cross the border and then yes, dabble. Mike, I'm aware of world history and how many times Germany has taken over Austria. <laughs> I know how close they are. Shout out Poland. What's up, guys? All right. Let's take a break. Uh, we have the probably one of the more anticipated beer of the weeks that we do on this podcast today. And we've been told we will like it. Mm. And that is a big breaking news because the last entire existence of this podcast. <laughs> Don't you threaten me with a good time. We have not. This is true. And we actually discovered something on this podcast with this specific beer. It's too much of a spoiler. We're drinking three-way. I'm sorry. Next, for Beer of the Week, we discovered something that was not really talked about with the two-year-ago can where it poured three different beers. <laughs> And uh, that was something that was funny. But let's uh, let's go try a clear IPA from like, Three Way. I like clear IPAs. I like clear IPAs a lot. Let's try that next. This is Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time! Here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. That one felt good, I'm not going to lie. I just can't give it a little... Uh. It, it felt good because I think we know what's coming. Well, we were also laughing and giggling That before, is true. So we were that in a is, good mood. That is true. Um, the last couple of years on the podcast, this has been a staple. Actually, the entirety of our podcast has been a staple. We had this at Saravesa, like episode five. Mm-hmm. 
and I was like, we "Hey, Patrick, with, we I, sat, we sat with Sarah, yes, and we said, Sarah, go pick a beer for beer of the week." No, 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 this was my it choice. It was your choice. Okay, I came into the podcast early on, episode five, hundred ninety-four episodes ago. Wow. Whoa. Um, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Completely new to the craft beer scene in terms of trying to become more knowledgeable. And I was so excited. I was like, Patrick, I tried this beer this week. I've never heard of it before. It was multiple breweries and I liked it a lot. And it was like the 2019 three-way. Mm-hmm. Which was not a very good beer. Now that I look back in retrospect, I think this is our fourth three-way. Yes, it is. That was our first one, and we have two cans on the wall um, that were both COVID three-ways. One of them, as we uh, said last segment, we discovered poured differently into my glass and Patrick's glass, and then we poured it again, and it poured differently a third time. <laughs> Mine was very thin and clear looking because I was the first glass pouring, pouring, porn. <laughs> poured. Patrick's was like a little hazy, but mostly clear. And then the bottom was like sludge. Sludge. It was really gross. And it was, uh, we posted pictures of it. It was the strangest thing that we could have experienced with that. Last year's didn't have that same issue, but it was a hazy and it was not our favorite. Um, So this year we've been told by multiple listeners that we will like it this year. And I feel like it's not even that we were told by multiple listeners. I feel like. We were told by Fort George this year that this is your beer. We were? Uh, not like us directly. Well, I mean, like, are they promoting it as, like, back to clear? Or well, what? there was a big rumor for a long time because people were getting betas because they do these beta kegs where they're, like, these beta tanks where they're testing, you know, hop varietals and yeast varietals and stuff like that. And people were getting ones that were hazy. People were getting ones that were clear. So it's kind of like this underground movement. Oh, man, is three-way going back to clear? And so it's kind of like we were all kind of anticipating, but they wouldn't say anything. But it was this, like, secret, this underground movement that maybe three-way is, in fact, going back to clear. And it is. And At least sure this enough, year, here it we is are. clear. Uh, who are the other two breweries on it this year? The other two breweries on this are Alvarado Street. And Ravenna. Ooh, I've never heard of that one. Me neither. I believe they're out of Seattle. Well, they usually do one one Washington and one Oregon and or other, right? Yes, and Alvarado Street is in California. Cali. Yep. Famously, Mai Tai IPA. Yes. With really Mai cool, Tai IPA. Really cool can art. Yes, I love that beer. I, multiple time GABF IPA winner. Um, I love, love, love Alvarado Street. Uh, so you're kind of like, cool. But at first, you're kind of like, oh, cool. One of my favorite West Coast IPA breweries. Making a hazy. I'll give it a shot. In a series that we haven't loved the last few yes. years. But here we are. Looking at this, it's clear. It has great nose. It's it's really light in color. Yeah, it's like. From what I'm used to, it's more straw. It's like, yeah, it's like lemonade yellow or uh-huh, straw yellow. Uh-huh. It looks, it, it, it's like a touch darker than that Hellas Lager we just drank. It is. Oh. Oh. Hello. And there's a big punch of there's a great and tropical. Great nose. Almost smells a little southern. Um, 
a little southern. I get a lot of uh, I get a lot of Alvarado Street Mai Tai PA right in the beginning of like I get that flavor profile really strong because mm-hmm. that beer is really notorious in my head. Like I remember how it tastes. The back end is like a little old school bitter dry finish, and um, not my favorite back end. But I, I don't mind the overly bittered back end either. As Patrick is spilling the beer. <laughs> trying to take a picture and I'm spilling beer. Yeah, well, happens. Yeah, we don't work here anyway. <laughs> um, dare I say, this is a really good West Coast IPA. Uh, I agree. Um, what I really like, I'm kind of glad we're doing this beer this week instead of last week because it puts a little age on it. You know, we always have this conversation when we do beer of the week uh, from from our good friends at Bear Lake. Drink. Hey. What's up? I like that. I miss that game. Uh that and I completely lost. Uh, we put age on it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So this was canned on the twenty fourth. So if we would have drank it last week, it would have put us at the twenty fourth, basically. Yeah, we would have no, been fresh, no, fresh. Yeah, we would have had it on the twenty sixth. So it'd have been two days, but I would rather have it eight days, nine days than two days, um, just to kind of see how things express and. I think this beer is really solid. Yeah. Um, I I am a I am a Fort George fan. However, I've not been the biggest Fort George hoppy fan as of late. Same. I, I Fort George is one of the breweries that has taken the largest swings in my internal like uh, gauge of these breweries. Oh, in your lifespan, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was big on Fort George when I first moved here. They were everywhere. I liked their beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went out there. I very thought, accessible. I thought the brewery was really cool. I liked going to Astoria. I tried a ton of the dark beers when I went there. It was amazing. Obviously, they're the hosts of the of the dark beer festival, um, festival of the dark arts in February. February, yeah. And um, I loved it. And then, like, we tried the last few three ways. And they had a couple of cans come out that were not my favorite. And I was kind of like, man, what's going on with Fort George? Like, you know, is, is the brewers change or is it like resting on recipes or whatever? And I kind of took a big dip on them personally in my own personal tastes. This is really good. This is really and nice. And this makes me really excited for Fort George's a brewery tasting this beer as the three way, which is their most promoted beer of the year. Yeah, I've really, I've really enjoyed this. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy for them. Um, you, it's always funny with collabs. You know, you know, it's made at Fort George, and you see somebody. You know, I don't know uh, Ravenna, Ravenna, however you pronounce that. I don't know them as a brewery at at all. Um, but I like to think, you know, at least what they send up here of Alvarado, like I have very high regards for Alvarado and it's always scary when you see collabs and you see Alvarado, you're like, well, they didn't brew it. Like you never know. Is this going to be any good? If you're Alvarado, are you pissed when you taste this beer? I wouldn't be pissed if I was them. I I get a lot of what I get from the, my type. Like I said, it, it, this is an Alvarado street and Fort George. And I assume Ravenna beer all together in one. This is not. Fort George came up with an idea with two other breweries and then brewed it, and it's just them. Right. Like, this is, I, I can at least get Fort George and Alvarado Street in my sip. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And yeah. It's very nice. I guess we should probably learn a little bit about Ravenna, huh? Yeah, without a doubt, especially if they're up in Seattle. I think they are. I could be totally wrong, but I feel like somebody said they were, and so it makes me think that that's what they're doing. I do love, though, that this is once again three-way doing their thing of the music. 
because it used to just be kind of like random stuff, uh, but now it's three usually animals playing music together. The can art looks great. Yeah, I like the color on this year's too. Yeah, I, you know they, they are in Seattle, by the way. Uh, their their motto is excessively fascinating. So next time I'm up in Seattle, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna track them down because I want to check it out. Because I mean, if Fort George asks you, they didn't just ask some brewery that nobody's ever heard of because they wanted to give them a shot and help them out. No, I'm sure people have had this beer and said it's fantastic. They are right north of UW, so they are oh in the U district. They're just next to Ravenna Park, which would be where the there name came go. from. So it's a neighborhood. Okay, yes. cool. Next time I'm up in Seattle. This will be uh, this will be uh, number one on the list to go check out. Cause right, right, like I'm not crazy. If Fort George is going to ask you to do three way, you know they've done three way with Barley Browns, Boneyard, Cloudburst, Block Fifteen, Moonraker, Alvarado Street. Like they've done, they've done these with Ruse. They've done these with like really cool, like established, but also trendy in a good way. Yeah. Breweries. They, they it, use this as a way to promote other breweries that they like. Right. And so if this is somebody that's teamed up with them, yeah, it's it's a must stop for me. Well, there you go. Beer of the Week is this year's three-way with Fort George, Alvarado Street, and Ravenna, or Ravina, however you say it. Yeah, we'll figure I'll figure it out. It's a Raven with two N's and an A, essentially. Right. Raven, N-A, Ravenna. Yep. Um, but you're going to... How about that? A big surprise. We love this year's three-way. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Very happy camper. Um, okay. So we have not decided on what to do next week. However, next week is episode 200. Ooh. So I had a, a, a little idea, and now I know it's not exactly the anniversary of the podcast, but maybe we can do a bit of a retrospective look back on the podcast I know I've talked about with you, we did it in the live from Minneapolis episode. It'd be cool to redo episodes with our new palettes. Sure. But I don't know if I want to start that quite yet. Yeah. Um, but I I think it'd be kind of cool and maybe fun for listeners who are regular listeners of the podcast to go back and like remember random things we tried and liked or didn't like and go back through episodes and just find... like a like a best of? No, it's more... It, it's. It's a look back. It's not a best of because we're going to be live talking about oh, okay, it. Okay, okay. It's like the uh, uh, what's the name of those shows? Like when the Bachelor finishes and then they have a live, it's like a recap. It's like a live episode where they all sit and talk reunion. about it. it was, yeah, they call it reunion yeah. shows. Yeah. So this we can call it the Beers on Us reunion. It is episode two hundred next week. I would say Survivor. You would say Bachelorette. That's funny. Why well, is it Bachelor? Bachelor. Yeah. Well, I just mean it's generational. Yeah. I'm, I'm old. I'm a Survivor kid. You're not that much older than me, though. Survivor came out when I was a kid as well, Patrick. <laughs> uh, all right. I remember when the guy fell on the fire in the first one. He was going to win it, too. I never watched it. I just remember it came out. Oh, like the first two seasons were awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the guy that was like clearly the coolest dude in the world and nobody hated him and he was going to win passed out in, on a fire from smoke inhalation and the camera crew couldn't touch him. Oh, boy. Because they were like, you can't interfere. Yeah. yeah. And so he like like someone finally woke him up because he passed out from smoke inhalation, and he woke up and his skin was like falling off of him. And so they had to like Ugh. airlift him out of there, and he didn't win, but he was totally gonna win. Ugh. Thanks for that last thing you mentioned. Yeah, the rest sorry, of the man. evening, sorry man. Three way, woo woo! All right, next week we'll do a reunion episode and go back through some of the podcasts, unless some other better idea comes up in the process. But 
Nah, I like it. We can save all that other stuff for later. All right, cool. Uh, let us know. Also, you can. This would be a good. Send us DMs prior to the episode about what you liked and what you want us to reminisce about. How about that? So Instagram.com slash beers on us. If there's anything that you liked a lot or was one of your favorite episodes or whatever. And yes, we know you like the non-alcoholic and Trader Joe's episodes. We're not doing that again. I mean, we'll reminisce about <laughs> it, but we're not going to drink them again. Um, let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Or if there's any maybe behind the scenes questions that you're curious about or whatever. Uh, Instagram.com slash beers on us. You can DM us there. We'll see you next Thursday at Game Say. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.